tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I love that song. I just uh, love it. Let's just take a moment to listen to it. All right, that was a moment. <laughs> Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls. This is Dallas. Season 3, episode 14 and 15, Endgame and Brave New World. This is the two-hour season finale. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, here with Dorinda Barker and Kelly Olisky. Coming to, you from the, uh, coming to you from the After Buzz Studios in beautiful Hollywood, California. Thanks for coming back. We are excited about this. It's, the, it's oh. a lot. A lot just happened. We actually, we just, as you know, we just walked out of the viewing room, uh, and we're all just kind of blown away right now, trying to figure out how to actually recap these two episodes. Yeah, together. Uh, seeing what we just saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to do the best that we can, uh, but uh, we'll get to the the, the juicy stuff. Uh, well, there's a lot yeah. of juicy stuff, yeah. but we'll get to that uh, that dramatic ending in a bit. Let's start off at the top of episode uh, 14, Endgame. Uh, so let's let's go there. All right. Okay. Um, so we've got Bobby uh, making a play uh, to get Emma and Anne back, right? Which mm-hmm. is where we left off last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis had told him that you can only get one of them back. Uh, he then basically <laughs> manhandles Luis, uh, shakes hands with him, says, "I'm going to keep you. You're, you're a man of your word. So am I. And we're going to make sure that I get back both women." Um, mm-hmm. So the entire thing uh, is going to take place in just a moment. Oh, Bobby. He actually goes out to the railroad. He's the railroad commissioner. He goes out yeah. to oversee the the, the three hour test, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is being done on the border to allow the drugs to go back and forth. Well, even before that, when they make the deal, mm-hmm. he goes, "You need to make a choice, Mister Ewing, because you only get one." Mm-hmm. And his choice, he goes, "And you take a time, take take the minute, take the time you need." And he goes, "Emma." He goes, "Oh, that choice was very wasn't. quickly." He made the choice. Yeah, yeah. and Louise said, "Oh, that wasn't a hard choice for you." Yeah. But he knew that Anne would want that choice. If you think that Bobby chose Anne first mm-hmm. and got Anne back, Anne would have never forgiven him. Of course. Right. Well, there's first of all, it, it's a tricky one because what do you do in that situation? Do you go ahead and say Emma because you know that's what your wife would say? Because as soon as he said Emma, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to give him back Anne. In my mind, mm-hmm. drug cartel is going to do probably the, exactly the opposite of what you actually tell them to do because they want to have more control over you. So mm-hmm. in my yeah. mind, is there is there... I would have said Emma if I really wanted, if I, wait, no, I would have said Anne if I really wanted Emma back. Cause, oh, Because people are twisted like that. They just think, you know, what I mean? it's drug cartel. I mean, it's the drug cartel. Come on. <laughs> Mendez Ochoa, like drug cartel. Like they're really going to hold on to their end of the bar. Right, exactly. You know they're right. going to screw you either way, so. Well, you know. I thought it's a miracle that he got any of them back. Well, yeah. I yeah. think it's a miracle that they can all make it down south of the border into those little dirty house in the middle of nowhere <laughs> multiple times in an episode without any time going by. How does that happen? <laughs> they travel too quickly on Dallas. That was my one pet peeve of the show. They are all over the place so quickly. Private planes. I get Private it. planes. Private planes still have to land at airports somewhere. <laughs> They're out in the middle of the desert. Uh, come maybe on. it's those little propeller ones that just land in the backyard. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. So as he oversees this three-hour test, um, Ryland's trucks, uh, they have trackers set to them, and... Uh, there's an exchange. Bobby gets a key from a little boy, 
uh, outside of his car, and Anne is in the trunk, which is shocking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, right before that happened, we've got Trevino and Elena. They're talking on the porch. Uh, he says that he'll turn himself into the cartel to prove his love for Elena and to make things right, correct? Yes. Uh, he and Then all of a sudden... Well, we he'll see, turn himself into the authorities and help take down take the cartel. Down, that's right. Yes. That's right. He'll turn himself in to take down the cartel, correct? Yes. yes. Uh, as this is happening, they're having a conversation on the porch. There are black SUVs flying through the woods nearby. Who did you think were in the SUVs? I thought it was the cartel. So did I. I thought it was like Lucia. They told on him. So, and they were like coming to get them. Where is Lucia in this episode? I know. I thought she was going to come into play. I thought she was too. I was very. I was kind of disappointed yeah. that she didn't make the I cut. Like they in just this forgot episode. about her. Yeah. <laughs> I well, you know, if we if it gets renewed, if it gets renewed in for a fourth season, I think she'll have to come into play because of. Certain things that just happened. By the way, yeah. tweet Dallas TNT and make sure the show gets picked up because it has not been yes. officially picked up for a fourth season yet, and it needs to because it is one of the best shows on TV. Fantastic. I don't understand why every single part, why it doesn't get twenty million viewers an episode because it's so fantastically written and acted. Uh, this entire show is just top notch. And seriously, watching a two hour episode back to back can get kind of exhausting. Sure. But this, I mean, every time we turned around, there was some new revelation, yeah. like something happening that it didn't feel like we just sat and watched a two hour show. I would say outside of a Shonda Rhimes television show, there's nothing else on TV right now that gets me on the edge of my seat every single episode and has yeah. my heart racing. No, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> okay. <Fair enough. laughs> Thanks for stopping by. That's the show. No. Uh, so, um, actually, yeah, the, so the, the, the SUVs are full of, um, marshals, U.S. marshals, right? Mm-hmm. Christopher had them sent out there to save Elena's ass because Elena, at this, as these SUVs are pulling up, uh, Trevino, Nicholas, Joaquin, whatever you want to call them, he ha- tells, uh, Elena to take the gun and go in the other room and hide and point at the door. With her back to the, to window, the window with the sheer curtains. That's smart. That was a really good idea. Uh, Isn't and he's that got a gun. He's the dumbest move. Dumbest never be by ever. the window. Ever. Isn't like that the first rule <laughs> yeah. of being attacked with guns? I, never it, be by the window. If you are ever being attacked and you have a gun, all you do is go to a corner somewhere where nobody can come up behind you and just wait and just shoot whoever walks through the door. I'm not condoning violence. I'm just saying if yeah. you get attacked by be cartel, smart. <laughs> be smart. <laughs> so um, she then explains uh, Trevino, explains Trevino to Christopher. Um, what was going on? Trevino knows nothing about the kidnapping. That kind of... I wasn't sure if he did or not. If, if he and Luis... At this point, I wasn't sure if they actually were in contact anymore. If he knew that Luis had kidnapped the, the Ewings, mm-hmm. Anne and, and Emma. I'm not Ewing, mm-hmm. but... Um, did you guys think that they that he actually knew what was going on or no? Had it crossed your mind before? I think, to be honest, I didn't think Nicholas at this point knew. Mm-hmm. Only because of how him and Louise left it the last time. Got and it. it was not very yeah. cordial. Like they were both trying to do their own thing to outshine each yeah, other. Yeah, I mm-hmm. kind of thought Louise was going a little rogue yeah. to try to show out. You know, kind of doing his, like a John Ross thing. Just yeah. trying to show off on his own. Yeah, which Antonio talked about a lot last week, mm-hmm. actually. And we saw it at the top of this episode exactly what he was talking about throughout this episode, actually. Yeah, it was yeah. it was so great to watch that play out. Yeah, so thank you for the uh, thank you for the insight. I, I think I was saying his name wrong last week. Is it Jaramillo? I think I was saying Hamario, and it's actually Jaramillo. Yeah. Is that correct? I think, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, think I said it backwards. Sorry about that, Antonio. Hope you have more Twitter followers by this week. Um, <laughs> good luck with that. He's got more Twitter followers in the first day than I ever get, so it's got to feel really awesome. Great. Um, so, we move on. We've got uh, John Ross, Ryland, Judith, and Sue Ellen. Uh, they're all back at South Fork. They get a call from Bobby. Judith is losing it. 
I mean, she's literally falling yeah. apart at the seams the last couple of episodes, which mm-hmm. are the episodes that she should submit for Emmy nomination or Emmy <laughs> consideration next no, year. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, her, she's just so, oh, she's so good. Everything she does mm-hmm. is just amazing. Well, we talk about this a lot on the show and how I, I really firmly believe that this show has kept the spirit of JR alive uh, without him being here for the last season and a half. Tremendously. And oh, yeah. They've done it by writing great stuff for John Ross, who's now mm-hmm. really coming into his, his own as JR's son. But also, and equally as important, uh, Judith. Judith Light on this show mm-hmm. has stepped in and filled that John, that JR void so seamlessly. She is so badass. And she can deliver like those awful, awful one-liners and still make you love her the way that only JR could. And it's really interesting that having played that character for decades, that she could step in and in a couple of seasons really do so much with this character. She really impresses me. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And one thing that I find really interesting, too, and I know it's one thing that we talked about in the very, very beginning of season one, was how were these new kids going to stack up to the older generation? And I think that it's so great that they actually brought in an older character to balance it out. Amen. Yeah, I mean, really. There aren't a lot of roles like this for actors in their 60s and 70s. There mm-hmm. just aren't a lot. But Dallas, what I love about Dallas is that they... they they not just pay respect to the old show. Those characters are central to every storyline mm-hmm. still. And mm-hmm. we thought at the beginning of this season, we saw all the uh, the advertising and the, and the promotional stuff before the season started airing, like last spring. And they were hot and they were sexy. And that we we're like, oh, they're really going to sex it up this season and really focus on the younger actors, and which they have. But they have not forgotten about all these older actors. And they just brought back uh, McKay, uh, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy McKay yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, from the original series. And I love that they keep doing that because that actually keeps it fresh. They're... There is work for older actors, and I love when shows like this actually like remind people, like, hey, they're not dead. They're some of the best actors out there. And make them sexy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she's Look hot. At, yeah. Tracy McKay. Linda Gray. Linda Gray is so 74 hot. years old. That's crazy. At 74, I want to look like her. Cause she. Well, she made the comment at the end of the, towards the end of the episode. She's like, maybe I'll find love again. Yeah. Yes. Good for you. I love Go that a 74 year old character please. is looking for love. That is so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we've got Bomb. Uh, he gives the flash drive, um, and the CIA info to John Ross. John Ross buys off the CIA Navy SEAL guy, right? Correct. In the office. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a lighter with a tracker. So this lighter the whole idea is that John Ross is now going to go try to uh, get down to this house where Emma is being held hostage. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he lights this lighter, it's got a tracker in it. As soon as he lights the lighter, the, the Navy SEALs team is going to come in and, and take down the cartel. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool technology. Very 007. Uh, very. Uh, Elena apologizes to Christopher. Uh, she just wanted justice for her father, which I think we can all understand. Yeah. Um, but I think it went a little bit too far. Uh, obviously, Trevino is going to help the uh, capture the Mendoza. The Mendoza whole issue with Elena is, I mean, and, and and Christopher's the way that he kind of dealt with with that and his frustration toward her, I thought was awesome yeah. because she frustrates. I mean, she usually frustrates me, but she frustrates all of us. I think. <laughs> oh, even yeah. more so in this episode because not only did she already know for a couple of days that Nicholas was this bad guy and everything that he did that he kind of wrapped her up in, but she still was you know, had that emotion to be so forgiving toward him, which was just... You know, well, she's really wishy, wishy-washy, and that drives me crazy, because she even said at some point, I, I don't know if there's this interaction with, mm-hmm. Chris, with Christopher, but she said, um, she was, I didn't, I, Christopher, I didn't know about uh, Joaquin until he told me. I'm like, <laughs> 
So you knew, you did know, and when he told you, you should have done something about it. Are you still see Why did you wait for days and like have coffee on the front porch with him and just chill? Well, he chill? said we were in grave danger. Oh, Lord. I... It, this is why this you is why you are not a helpless human being, exactly. Elena. You made this revenge plan against the Ewings, and now you're pretending, oh, I'm a dental in distress. This yeah. is why the Ewings always win because they stick mm-hmm. together. They're not wishy washy. They don't go all over. Like they, this is why you. She is such. No, a, they're coordinating black ops with Navy Seals. Absolutely. Seal. While she's like being like <laughs> flimsy and like sipping coffee and thinking, oh no, what have I done? Well. <laughs> Guess what, sweetheart? <laughs> Move aside because you've already messed this up too much. Let the let the Ewings come in and fix it again. And because of you, the Ewings are in this mess now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Uh, so we've got Anne asks uh, Sue Anne. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is what's funny. Okay, so no, I got this written down backwards. But so uh, Anne has returned to South Fork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sue Anne says to her, she says, "Honey, what can I do for you? What can I get for you?" <laughs> And Sue Anne Ellen. says, or Sue Ellen, I'm sorry, I wrote this down all wrong. But she says, uh, uh, Sue Ellen, I like some bourbon. <laughs> You're going to tell the alcoholic whose main drink of choice is bourbon. bourbon. I like a bourbon. Yeah. And I'm like, Anne, I'm like, it's a little bit weird. But the first nobody thing, thinks there's anything wrong with it. Except for like, John I Ross. I got that. Exactly. Yeah. John Ross obviously picked up on it. He was like, I, it, it kills me how oblivious all of these people are. And I haven't made a reference this season. I know I made a lot of these last year, but it's kind of like The Young and the Restless, okay? Okay. <laughs> Hear me out for just a moment. Nikki Newman has been an alcoholic for 30 years on the show, right? Every couple years it comes back. She fights it off the company. Yeah. She loves to drink bo- bottles of vodka. However, Victor Newman, her husband, keeps bottles of liquor sitting out all over the place. And the crystal. And with the crystal. Everywhere. Everywhere she turns, there's liquor. His office, his home, like everywhere. Why do you do this? Come on. The Ewings are the same way. What are you doing? Sue Ellen, she, go pour yeah, some. Go, She's yeah. got the glass. John Ross, no, yeah. I got this. Sue Ellen's over there like, pouring exactly. bourbon like shit. She just wants to drink. It's awful. Although, I will say, I do love a drunk Sue Ellen and a drunk Nikki Newman. Moving on. Um, so, um, John Ross uh, steps in, gets the bourbon, um, but the uh, but the family says, leave it to the... Oh, John Ross wants to step in now and save Emma, right? Yeah. And the family says, leave it to the CIA. Ryland says, leave it to the CIA. They yeah. know what they're doing. Um, Pamela calls them out. Why do they write that down? She calls him out and she goes, the big hero. Oh, yeah, because he's going to save his mistress. Mm-hmm. But he's not really. He's not. He's just going to make the business deal to get Luis to sell all the shares at once. Okay, here's the interesting thing about John Ross, which is which really reminds me of Jr. Even though he was going there for business, he did want to save Emma. Whether he'll admit it or not, and he doesn't mm-hmm. admit it to her, but whether he, I don't even know if he knows it. That's the great thing about Jr. and John Ross is that they are such villains, but they do have hearts. They don't realize they have a heart. Mm-hmm. Jr. didn't realize it until he was about to die. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. hopefully John Ross never realizes it either because he's playing this character so great. I love it. I love yeah, it. He is great, but I do love the moments. <clears throat> I think he knows a little bit more that he has heart than his father did. Mm-hmm. But I do love the moments when you do see his real heart for sure because. Josh Henderson plays that so well. Oh my gosh, he's such yeah, a great actor. Yeah, and I he like what he so says awesome. to Pamela. He says, now you know me better than that. The only person I care about is me. Yeah. But you could kind of see, and at least it was for me, that I got the no, he know said, that he did care. He said, the only person I've ever cared about. Oh yeah, about I've ever cared about is me. Which I was like, ooh, that's gotta hurt a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, he wanted to swipe at her because he's allowed her to swipe and swipe and he hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at the point, well, I've taken enough from you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna 
Yeah. Yeah. Now they're really at odds. Well, here's, here's where I think it's a perfect opportunity now that Pamela is like on her own again against the Ewings and like she needs to team up with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Why not bring, bring Victoria Principal back so she can team up with her? Okay, so really quickly. What? We cannot go through an after show so, without I just, love, I just love getting the tweets. I got the hate <laughs> oh tweets. She's God. not coming back. Deal with it. Oh, I was reading some last no. week that were hilarious. Oh, uh-huh. my God. I, I actually showed it to some people and they were in tears. I love her. I, it's, it's part of my life's mission now to actually meet interview Victoria Principal. I, I adore her. But does she even go out in public? No. I will find her in her house and interview her. She's going to be taking a nice bubble bath and I'll stop in and be like, hey, what's up, Victoria? I feel, I feel like she has like a house full of cats or something and just hangs out at home and drinks and wine And the only time you ever see her is on her infomercial. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's not remember that, Victoria Principal. Alright, so we've got... Sure uh, that Victoria Principal made a lot of money. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're back down at the uh, cartel's house. Emma is flirting with the cartel boy, um, Fernando. 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 She's trying to yeah. seduce Fernando to get a little note to the well, vegetable yeah, delivery kid. Well, she gets busted by Luis. However, um, she does tear out a page of the of the crossword puzzle book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And steals a pencil from this kid. And gets him to teach her the right words in Spanish to write down. She sure does. Yeah, and she she's does. actually flirting with him in a cell, and that's when she's asking him how to say things. So she writes a note. Luis walks in a second time. Um, and however, she has the note hidden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With a phone number on it as well. So when she goes upstairs, uh, in just a moment, she's trying, like you said, to the veggie boy. Um, she gets busted by Luis a third time while she's about to get it on with this Fernando kid. And then something happens. It, they allude to the fact that maybe he raped her or did something awful to her in that room because when she does get rescued later, um, there's there are some issues there. Do we, yeah. d- do we think that actually happened? Do we think that... Well, she has a cut on her face, and he did say I was done with her anyway. Yeah. That's awful. Mm, this is Terrible. gross. Yeah. And, and, we, and, we just and she's pretty... Tra- I mean, she looks pretty traumatized. We, now we've had yeah. them both in studio, or we, we... Yeah. We're definitely not team rapist, um, Antonio. <laughs> I mean, Louise, obviously, the character. Um, but... but in, in, in what... Um, not that we're going to... It does go into this, and in what Judith says to John Ross. Yeah. I know that look in a woman's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And well... Um, yeah, because she's worked as a madam for all those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think this whole experience, as we kind of see, it just it really changes her outlook just in general on what she's been doing with her life and how she's been treating others. Judith? No, Emma. Emma. Oh, no. And oh. I, I want to oh. say kudos to Emma Bell for being... We've seen her play, like, the snotty young sort of, um, oh gosh, oh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, Lucy Ewing type character, mm-hmm, right? Yes. Cause that's kind of what she's playing. I think that mm-hmm. annoyed Emma a little bit when I said mm-hmm. that to her last time, but she was kind of playing the, the Lucy Ewing character of the modern show. And it was so, it's been so nice to see her broken down and vulnerable and scared as opposed to just being the snotty little, like, mistress, this little brat that she's been. Well, it's been been nice to see her really take into account what's actually happening. Yeah. Like, this is real. This is not a game. it's not all about her. No. And your actions have consequences. Look at what you started in a sense. I think it's great. Because you were being a brat. I really think she stepped it up. Did you have a comment I think you were going to make? No, I actually I did, but then you said what I wanted to. Oh. No, no, that's great. These two ladies share a brain, you guys. We do. We're on the same wavelength tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I always say how much I love doing the show with them because they laugh at everything I say all night long and it makes me feel so good but literally if you watch Dallas you see on the commercials there would just be like this random commercial that said TNT boom that was it <laughs> all it was was one word and they literally would laugh for a solid 30 seconds straight <laughs> So it has a, nothing a to do with me. scene with like everybody's got guns pointed at their head and then all you see is TNT, TNT boom. boom. 
well so played, TNT. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, oh, and it's a play on the TNT name. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I just got it. I just got it. <laughs> so we've got, got John, it. Ross, and Judith. Um, uh, he tells uh, her that Ryland is in the CIA. Uh, and speaking of the CIA, Trevino, uh, he's now at the CIA. He's calling his boss. El Polizero or whatever. Yes. 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 They all have multiple names. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's call it. Well, the Polizero is like, you know, because he boils everybody in acid. Oh, that's makes his nickname. The soup. That's his nickname. Yeah. I guess I should have paid attention in Spanish 101 <laughs> through 104. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so he makes the call, wants all three to get together. He, the boss, and um, Luis. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So now we've got... Um, we well, he's talk- also trying to get Luis in trouble. He's well, trying yeah. to put, you know pin them against each other. Which is exactly what Antonio was talking about last week, that they yeah. have this sort of, like, uh, this, his history. Yes. Big brother, little brother, sort of weird history where Very they find out... Very Christopher John Ross. Very much. Yes. Exactly. It's exactly... It's it's the same family dynamic south of the border. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Okay, I don't know why it felt like saying it all of a sudden. So, uh, Trevino gets the meeting. Uh, Christopher said the line of the night... Christopher, oh my god, he just walks out. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> I can't deal with him. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We, all three of us were like, did he just, just say that? He Nicholas is, I love you, and I hope that you'll see that I'm going to be the man that deserves your yeah. love. Like, for crying out loud. Yeah. Seriously. Again, yeah. Elena, seriously. No, and that don't. was my favorite party. <laughs> Wishy washy Elena. It's annoying even to Christopher. Oh, come on, Jordana Brewster. Yet you want to be with him, and yet you want to uh, be with her. So, John Ross, who demands. John Ross goes down to the house. He demands the Emma be released immediately. Uh, The Ewings are watching this uh, Trevino meeting on camera at the same time where they're meeting in a parking garage, correct? Which kind of takes the drones out of the equation, apparently, because the Ewings and the CIA have drones, obviously. (laughs) Um, Well, the cartel send five vans. Uh, and the vans start moving in different directions, which was a really cool scene. It was, actually. It wasn't necessary yeah. for Trevino to walk through the vans the way they did. It was a cool, like, choreographed shot, but that didn't make any sense because they all... Well, he could have gotten into any van. That was the thing. They had them all lined up where you see him walking, but you're, when you're watching it, you never see where he ends up. And plus, he dropped his phone in between yeah. one that of them. That was still stupid because they all got moved around anyway, so why did it matter which van he got into? It was well, like, no, he got into the van that the that the guy was in. He didn't know, you know, but he had yeah. to start from one end to get to the right one. That was dumb, so though, because you could see him them. in between them. Yeah, but it's like well, three-card right. Monty. Okay, calm, calm down, Dorinda. <laughs> <Of> like, <laughs> mini Okay, okay you're in a timeout, Dorinda. So, these vans all going... <laughs> Whatever, it worked. He or, got away. Or a five-card Monty. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the car do, does get away. He gets away. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happens, it, with all those hundred cameras on him, it. beautifully choreographed scene. Yeah, he's yeah. He, listen, whatever I think about Joaquin, he's smart. And the, and the cartel's not stupid the car- either. Yeah, they're they not stupid. They're not about to take over the Mexican government. You know, being stupid. You have so. a lot of firsthand knowledge of the Mexican Maybe drug a little, cartel. Got you it. Know. You know, and you know, Joaquin <laughs> always says, "I'm the one who went to school. I'm the smart one." Even though you lost six hundred million dollars. He's the smart yeah, one. Yeah, real smart, Joaquin. Well, so, Emma's returned to Southport. Judith uh, sees George, and then she calls... Wait, 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 real quick. We have to talk about John Ross and Luis's conversation. Oh. Before yes, Emma yes. gets released. Oh, where's that? It's okay. right... It's before Emma gets released, when John Ross goes to see... Goes and has the meeting with Luis, and they're sitting there. Oh, yeah. And he's playing on the whole... 
his thing with Louis or with um, Nicholas and just like him and Christopher. He t- he talks it all out. It's everything totally that we talk, him, yeah. yeah, everything that that Antonio talked about with us last week. This all plays out in this one amazing scene, just yeah. really pulling at him and taunting him, <clears> and you know, you're the one that makes all the tough choices and does all the dirty work, and he gets to have trying all the to relate, glory. trying to relate to him, but yes. also at the same time make him feel kind of like shit. Yeah. John Ross, um, was it Luis or John Ross who says you're an underappreciated? Oh, John Ross says to Luis, mm-hmm. you're an underappreciated asset. Yeah. And then Luis, uh, Luis says, we're slow, but we figure things out. I love that line, actually. And I love that. No, that. John Ross said that. Yeah, John Ross yeah, said John that. Yeah, John Ross said slow, that. Because like, yeah. he's like, okay. I don't know who Nicholas is. And he said, he's the one that lost your $600 million and just took over and my company to pay you back. We're slow, but we do figure and things he also, out. And yeah. he also pointed out that he's yeah. living a lot. He's in a penthouse right now. And you're here in this little like yeah. shack down in Mexico. He's getting paid a lot more than you are. Yes. He's, right, he's riding around in a $100,000 car. And what are you doing? You're living over here. Yeah. Exactly. He's wearing $5,000 suits, $100,000 car. And look at you. This, I mean, he's like in this Mexican, you know. I want that life. <laughs> All right. So then we've got Don Orestes, uh, the the leader, right? Um, uh, he shows up at the house. Luis trying to outdo Trevino. Um, and he tells Trevino to shoot um, Luis. Wait, to shoot Luis? Oh, to bond. So basically the do- El Polo Zero, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. tells the, uh, Trevino that shooting somebody is a great way to bond. So he's going to have him shoot John Ross, okay? So he's got yeah. a gun to John oh, Ross's that was head. so good, And he's actually. trying to, t- he's talking to John Ross and tells him, um, when I say... Drop. You drop. drop. You drop. drop. Right. Right? At the same time, though, Luis walks up behind him and puts a gun to Trevino's head and says, stop talking. That's I a, think, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hence, then it goes to to the boom commercial. The boom, which is real yes. hilarious. <laughs> especially <laughs> in the room with these two. No, but even before that, when, yeah. <laughs> when Apolicero oh. is talking to, talking to Nicholas and saying, you know, you have this all wrong. We're not, you know, we're criminals who do business. Yeah. Murder is a wonderful bonding experience. Yeah. It proves you're totally committed. I love that you write down these quotes. Psycho. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> you so, have it all backwards, kid. Back at South Fork, <laughs> South Fork, we've got uh, Bobby reassuring Sue Ellen that you know, uh, I love how he says that no Ewan has ever um, not come home when they've been kidnapped by a drug cartel. <laughs> <laughs> like, no gun. Long, what did he say? Yeah. No gun toting. Yeah, go, yeah. Madman has ever taken out a Ewing. Or I something. just love that. That is <laughs> like, like a normal everyday yeah. experience for them. Yeah. <laughs> we've been going through this for years. No biggie. Just relax. Yeah, right. We're cool. Yeah. We got this. Here's a, here's a here's a bourbon. <laughs> Take yourself into a stupor. Um, so, and, and then think you burned the house down. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. She, had a, she had a rough patch. But then uh, he's about to tell her about a conversation that he had with Carlos Del Sol, and they yes. get interrupted. Yes, they the do get interrupted. Rings. Well, well, that's before. No, that's mm-hmm. after what's about. Well, to the doorbell happen. rings because um, mm-hmm. down in south of the border, these things are all happening simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, John Ross drops, sets off the lighter. And instantly, as soon as the lighter goes off, there are sniper bullets entering all these drug cartels' bodies. Yes. And they're dropping like flies. <sighs> Fernando, poor little young I know, Fernando he was cute. Yeah. But the Navy SEAL team took him, took him down. Took which him I down. Which was pretty awesome. Luis and his dad are in custody. And that, oh. em, that ends episode one. I know we have Wait, to stay on track. I know we, we have, have to, Okay, yeah. I just want to say one thing about when Emma comes home mm-hmm. and they're all at Southport and Judith walks in uh-huh. and she meets the C, George, the CIA oh, agent. Yes. Oh, she calls him out. Yeah, she goes, <clears> you <throat> must be one of my son's work friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because now she knows that he works in the CIA. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. All right, I just want to make sure. Hey, hey, Marissa. 
Yes. How much time do we have tonight? When when do we need to be out of here? How, you give me a little update. I can give you twenty minutes. Awesome, you're so awesome. Cool. So we have got twenty minutes. We to can do it. We can do it. We got this. All right, we got this. Fifteen. Let's do it. I have faith in you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this so, is a piggy, guys. This is piggy. Yes, John okay. Ross has been uh, has been rescued now. Uh, mm-hmm. By the, uh, and the Mexican Marines are heading to the house. The U.S. Treasury now owns the shares of. Yep. So the deal. So uh, when he call because he calls Pamela before before the gun toting, he calls mm-hmm. Pamela. Um, transfer the money. She's about to do it. And then the raid happens in the midst of this money getting transferred, the sale going through. So the government seizes it and it yes. doesn't go through. And so once again, he screws up with Nasser's plan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. yes, disrespects him. Well, yeah, but well, it might he be was a, about to die. So. It, yeah, yeah, true. There is, there is I mean, that. He didn't didn't call this time he didn't really do it on purpose. Um, George now offers... Uh, he tells Ryland he'll still have Judith arrested, um, but instead Ryland says he sees his mother and his daughter now mm-hmm. bonding. He's got a soft spot, and he's like, well, I want to hold on to this from, for some assurance. And, you know, I will hold on to this audio file so I can blackmail her if I need to, but I don't want to have her arrested right now, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of nice, right? Let's keep um, the peace for now. Yes. Mm-hmm. John Ross is back at South Fork. I thought that was a moment of validation for him because everybody thought he was a hero. Finally, it's what he's always been looking for. Um, gets Bobby's approval. Gets, yeah, Bobby's, gets a handshake from Bobby, which is a big deal. But exactly. you can also see on his face when he comes back, like he's shaken. Like yeah, he's, of course. I mean, I think he that kind of... Died. Yeah, he really did. And, it, mm-hmm. and he took a really, really fast flight back home <laughs> at light speed, apparently. <laughs> and so well, that was probably traumatic. that far from yeah. Mexico. I know, but that's a lot not flying though. It's not an eight minute trip back and forth though. All right, you got a point. Um, so Emma, <laughs> like up, Vegas, Emma apologizes minutes. to everyone, and I thought I thought that Emma's apology was very very heartfelt. It was yes. Yeah. Um, and but she walks right past Judith. She gives Judith a cold shoulder. She sure does. Yeah. She shrugs. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Poor poor Judith. Yeah, and um, she never apologizes to Pamela. No. Well, I don't think I feel like. At this point, Pamela doesn't deserve an apology because Pamela's kind of being a raging biatch. Well, and Pamela I mean, walked. Pamela also walked off before and walked by no, her. She did. Yeah, so. she did. But she could have, you know. Even though I think Pamela, she should have said something. I think Pamela would have probably done some kind of ice queeny thing, which she does yeah, so she perfectly well. Her. And I would have really liked to have seen that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would have looked right at her and said, "I rebuke you." Flown into the air yes. or something, yes. in a blaze of glory. Uh, so Tarina is back in custody. He asked Elena to dinner at the penthouse, which is, of course, what you do when you're getting, you know, you've just about died. And, and again, Christopher's like, you. seriously? Yeah. Like, I love how he always shows up, too. Did you notice that? He just was there. It wasn't like all of a sudden he shows up. He goes, oh, for real? Yeah, he's just like, are you kidding me? You're having dinner with this guy? Christopher wasn't very central to this whole storyline. No, he no. was very much in the background. Yeah, I mean. Throughout he, the whole episode. Yeah, he saved Elena, but and then he was kind of gone. The yeah. Whole episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll be gone in a minute. So, I know. I came up um, with a prediction, though. And then also, um, the... Uh, Polizero makes the statement that um, his enemies will choke on skin stew or human stew within the week. Yeah, the so, stew of their loved yeah, ones. Yeah, so we're thinking, I'm thinking Trevino's dunzo, right, at this yeah. point. I'm thinking he's goner. Right. Um, back at South Fork, Tracy McKay shows up, um, and she's hugging... Um, oh my god, why do I write... Th- I've been writing this down the whole night wrong. I wrote down Sue Ellen not happy. Anne wasn't happy. 
Right. Well, yeah. I was well no, Sue Ellen wasn't at first because, okay, because the whole McCabe thing. Oh, that's right. There was yeah. the whole family mm-hmm. thing. So that's Sue Ellen right. was upset mm-hmm. and almost, you know, kind of went yes. after her at first. Well, she's seeking, uh, Tracy is seeking call, uh, consolation from Bobby because her, hun- her son uh, was killed just. Uh, oh, nephew. 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 Was just yes. killed just recently. She's just using that to get in. Absolutely. It has nothing to do with nothing. I understand you'd be upset about your nephew. Listen, being- Dorinda Barker, bring back all the old characters you want. I don't care. Keep doing it. Every time you bring back somebody, we're one step closer to Victoria Principle. So then, well, got you know, Elena. Bobby shows back up. All of a sudden, she's got her in. It's really nice to be Bobby's latest Latest wife. wife. Latest wife. What a dig. That's a good one. But I like Anne's face. She's like, hmm. Okay. And she really still shook her hand. Really? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got Elena. She actually did show up at the penthouse, which I was a little bit surprised, but I guess not. I, Wait, not only did she show up at the penthouse, she shows up with his freaking bag from the cabin. Yeah. Not only did she show up to this idiot's house, she brought him his stuff. Oh, yeah. You forgot this, honey. <laughs> so she's idiot. going through his bag, though. She finds her phone in his, like, toiletry bag. The phone that he had taken a couple uh, episodes, two episodes ago, I think. Last yeah. week's episode. Yeah. How did she not? I mean, that, that was never addressed that she didn't have a phone. If my okay, I if, find if my very phone interesting that she just went into that bag now. Yeah, right? like his toiletry bag. Well, she was scared up in the mountains. She, uh, well, she only she only, she only went into cereal. it because his cologne spilled. Yes, uh, here's that a, was why. That's why. It that's was, why. That was the only reason. Good writing, Dallas. Here's the thing. Maybe she maybe she was up in the mountains like we don't get service anyway, so she wasn't really missing. Well, her she phone. Did, she just burned all the bridges and lost all her friends. Who's she gonna yeah. call? If my phone's gone for five minutes, like where to go? Where to go? <laughs> if, if my if my iPhone six is missing for five minutes, I get really scared. Oh gosh, I'm shameless really, plug. I'm really excited. About it. It's amazing, you guys. It's absolutely amazing. Um, get it. So, uh, so Bum then tells Christopher that the phone is turned back on. Christopher calls her immediately and tells her that Drew was murdered. Not yes. didn't kill himself. He was murdered because the sheriff yes. goes over to South Fork and tells Bobby yes. Derek, our the favorite, black, the black character, our favorite, only the Give one Derek cop that works in Dallas yes. ever, ever. Um, then, as as she's hearing all this information, she finds her brother's necklace as well inside the bag, oh. and she's starting to put you know put the puzzle pieces together. And she um, snaps. She shows Trevino, and then she shoots him. She shoots him. Twice. He tries to explain it all the way, but she's like, uh-uh. She shoots him twice. At that at that moment, Christopher pays off the doorman, because that's what they do in Dallas. Um, he gets up to Trevino's penthouse, and as she's firing a third shot, uh, trying to put a shot into Trevino's chest, the elevator closes. The bullet goes into the door, which is going to make it ha- hard to hide this one, which I don't know how Christopher's going to hide it, or anybody, whoever's going to hide it now. Yeah. Um, so that was a, can't clean that one That up. was a dramatic moment. I thought right. I thought that Christopher was going to come in and get shot. That's I what. thought I thought so too. They yeah. played that yeah. perfectly because yeah. we actually all were a little tense in there for that moment. Totally, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Christopher comes in right as she's shooting the other elevator door. He goes, he gets her. She starts to freak out. Yeah. She, you know, but he grabs. And this one thing that always makes me nervous in any show when I see somebody like innocent touch the gun. Why are you touching it? Yes. Stop it. Why are if you, you don't know how to handle it? a gun? Don't touch Never it. Never <laughs> touch fingerprints. The gun. No. Well, that too. I'm just thinking you can hurt somebody. You're like fingerprint evidence. Oh, I'm like it's like, have you not ever watched any Law and Order? Ever? Any CSI, yeah. NCI, no never, fingerprints ever. That's true. You make valid points, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> that's little, what we're worried about. I mean, some, there are some episodes where I sit next to you, ladies, and I just get kind of nervous for myself. Like, I wonder what life experiences have brought you to this place. Like, don't you know? Don't touch the gun. Like, what have you done in your life? You just know that's the, that's instinctually. I'm thinking, don't hurt somebody. You're like, hide the evidence. Are you? 
survival. Hey, look, exactly. I don't want any more response, any further response. Hey, I grew up in, around in Texas, you know, Dallas. That's that's you know oh, that's that's okay. the mayor of my life. Right. I've watched <laughs> enough marathons of Law and Order SVU to know. No. <laughs> You guys are anyway, me. you guys are killing me. Um, so, <laughs> Anne goes to Ryland's house. He confesses her undying love for her. Right, I love you, Annie. She appreciates that he's changed, but she shuts him down, which I was really happy with. Yeah, I want um, her to shut him she down. She said that you know she loves Bobby. She's got to try to make that work. She's sorry, but nothing's going to happen here. Yeah, I like that. I like how she handled that. I do too. Um, then we've got a limo pulling up uh, as John Ross is driving I back. That, you know, honestly, when I first saw that, I thought John Ross was dead. I thought that was going to be like a drive-by. Yeah, I wondered too. Or I thought it was Victoria Principal's hand coming out the limo. Which I haven't talked about her a lot this season. So I, I did say that. Did say that. I was like, oh my god, look, it's Victoria Principal's hand. It's old. No, it's just Judith Lights. It's a beautiful hand, though, Judith. Oh my god, I cannot. She has a gift. A wrapped box out the window. Out the limo. Yeah, and then he gets back into the car with her. She gave him back Candace dress with the evidence on it and picture files and all mm-hmm. the pictures so that it, now she he trusts her hopefully um she knows something more happened to emma she wants to find out she wants him to befriend her to find out oh mm-hmm. great line though we have to say the company of a young man always makes me feel better of course of course it does <laughs> uh, did you see when he got into the limo yeah yes she's like, come over here on his butt oh yeah uh, yes that's she so positioned hot. that well. And I the thing is, I and she it. talked about looking a gift horse in the mouth. How, how old? How old is Judith Light? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, Somebody she's look it up. In her sixties, Marissa. Can you find out how old Judith Light is? Okay. We Google that or something. I love you. Okay, so um, it's just it's sixty-five. Six. Okay, just kidding. We all have computers apparently in our hands. Oops, I forgot. I should use my iPhone six. Probably the fastest one in the room. Um, uh, apparently not. Um, so I think it's really awesome to me that a, a sixty-five-year-old stop it that a sixty-five-year-old can hit on a young hot man like that, and it still is like awkward, but also kind of and sexy. It only, and it only got better from there. Yeah, oh, like, she's just so mama like. Oh, mama, <laughs> very much mama. She does. Like, um, oh. She also asked um, and John Ross to, like I said, befriend Emma, but to get Ryland and some CIA info for her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So now we've got Anne asking Bobby for a fresh start as they're standing in the, the rubble of the burnt down home. Uh, and he said that Miss Ellie, I love the reference to Miss Ellie in yeah. this. Uh, he said, great job. yes, they really do about these legacy characters they always bring back that I haven't been on the show for decades. Uh, he says that she had a framed card or a card that she left on her desk all the time and said, uh, the quote was, my friend is not perfect, nor am I, but we suit each other admirably. I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, that was pretty. And really just is like a perfect, a perfect reminder of who Miss Ellie was. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a perfect quote to use at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yes. Yes. There you go. I just thought about that. I was like, oh. You were at a wedding this weekend. I was. You were in Melbourne our, wedding. Where were you? Annapolis. Annapolis. Oh, it's beautiful. I'll have to get there one of these days. You have to. You have to. For sure. For sure. Well, we're glad to have you back. <laughs> so now I've got Pamela buying the company from Nasir because um, she's in bed with him. John Ross yeah, walks, walks in, in with and flowers in and yes. coffee. Yes, trying to make things better, showing yep. again that he does kind of have a heart. Yeah. Um, and she's in bed with Nasir or Nasser, and yeah. um, she lets him know that she's buying the company back. That that sends John Ross into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. He's not very happy. He's thinking, you know, he's he's falling apart. But of course, he does what he does, and he shifts gears and mm-hmm. tries to save face somehow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's always hustling. So we've got Anne. Oh, I love Anne. Reads the text from Tracy McKay. 
So that's just a little bit of foreshadowing of what could happen in season four. And that's, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a grieving, a grieving aunt now has lost another loved one and she's coming back to one of her past loves. Why not? Yeah. Thanks for holding me. You always yes. make me feel better. Yes. Mm. So nice to meet his latest wife. Turn the text preview off, Bobby. Yes. Text preview off on Please. Lock. Exactly. Jess <laughs> just just says new message, new message, uh, new message. IPhone, iPhone 6, and I think actually on the iPhone 5, I see it right there on the 5S, you uh-huh. can actually set the phone to only only read your thumbprint. So nobody can ever get in your phone yes. ever. It's amazing. You guys should check. I love iPhone. Yes. And turn okay, the Galaxy preview on Yeah. Off. And by the way, for all you iPhone people who used to make fun of the size of my <laughs> S4, that thing is huge. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, so now we've got Bobby and Sue, uh, Sue Ellen, uh, they bought the show. I wrote down Sue Ann. I'm, was I drunk tonight during this episode? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know what so else. we see Pamela back at the office. She's yeah. back at Ewing Global. She's trying to tear down you know, the sign yeah. with her bare hands. She's like, you know, cocky, you pulling strength, at the sign. Girl. I know you got strength, but yeah. you ain't got that much strength. Right. Oh, but I did love what John Ross said to her. At first, I got mad at it, and then I thought, I was like, oh, that was a good. Well, thing. let's get there in just a moment, should, though. No, right no, this, no, is no, before. this is before. Oh. When, she, when after when he before oh, he in storms the out in the bedroom. In the bedroom, yes. And he said, "You're you just you just became." that whore my cousin Mary. Oh, and, yep. that, and that felt like it really actually affected her. Yeah. Yep. It looked like she was really hurt by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love, I think Pamela's a great character on the show. No, I think oh, she's, she's yeah, amazing. She she's one of my Julie favorite. Gonzalez, you're a great actress. Yeah, it's, um, no, she's great. So then, but then he finds out that Bobby and Sue Ellen have bought back the shares. And well, because I like how Bobby says that she's pulling at the sign. That's not necessary. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they did this for peace because they know what this, mm-hmm. this cycle mm-hmm. is and the cycle does to the family mm-hmm. and they are thinking they're, they're stopping this. But Pamela's like, this is exactly what you've always done. It's exactly what happened to Digger. It's exactly what happened to Cliff. Now you're doing it to me. It's the same cycle. So it's all about perspective. Right. From their perspective. And I think that Bobby and Sue Ellen do really feel like they're doing the right thing. And maybe they are. Um, I feel like the Barnes family is just never, ever going to find happiness. And they're never going to win. They're never going to come out on top. Okay. This is what I do want to say real quick. I didn't understand John Ross's point. Like, why was he pissed? Because Cause he, he wanted the company. Yeah, but he had nothing. He had nothing to play with because Nasser gave everything to Pamela. Right, but there was still like there was still the game of trying to get it back. Because I think in his but, mind that he he's still married to to her. Like there's oh, still you know what I mean. There's okay, still a play okay. there. So started yeah. It, it, oh, at least if it was hers, so, it was still his wife. Yeah. Oh, and he's still married to her. So and they she said, I'll take you for what you got, but yeah. then now he can turn around and take her Absolutely. for what he got. Right. And now now okay. he's got nothing. I got it, I got it. And now them. neither one of them have anything. And and that's one thing that she says too, well, at least they screwed you too. Well that could I think that will put, bring those two back together. I think they will become the J.R. Sue Ellen type of relationship on the show. Oh, that will, oh absolutely. That'll so, stay married just because they don't want to so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh so we've got about five minutes to get through this ladies mm-hmm. um john ross though leaves first of all I, I will say i love the bobby and sue ellen alliance i love seeing them work yes. together it makes me so happy every yeah, time yeah and i like how sue ellen said you know we thought this you know this is for you we did this for your own good oh and she also thanks him for um uh sending her to this uh psychiatric yeah it's like for, you know this hold. was for your own good just like you did with me uh, with, with the, the psychiatric, psychiatric hold, hold. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Way to go, sue ellen. forgive me if i don't thank you for the intervention yeah. yes yes um, so John Ross gets in the elevator, breaks down. Has, I mean, just this really oh, loses it. One of my favorite, uh, oh, so good. Josh Henderson moments of the entire Ab- series yes. so far when he, cause, you, cause I, I, I'm proud of myself. I noticed this one first and I said, cause I said, you ladies said, well, what's, what's, what's happening right now? And I said, he is going through, a, he's having a moment right now cause he can never live up to his father. And mm-hmm. as soon as I said that, what happened? 
he checked a voicemail from JR. Yep. yep. And all of a sudden we're all in the room like, oh my God, like tears welling up. And you realize that he is just trying to live up to his, fill his daddy's shoes. Yep. And no yeah. matter what he does, he can't seem to do it. So he's, he's either falling. not his father, just like his father, worse than, you know, it's yep. always something compare, some kind of comparison. But just to his like, father. just like his father though, he comes back roaring, guns a blazing, like they always do. Oh, absolutely. Um, he brings info to Judith. That yeah. he got from the special um, ops guy. The special ops the guy. The special ops guy. Yes. Um, he wants her to become his ally. He's got the audio file. Um, then he goes to Emma, ask her to coffee. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to be her friend, but she's like, "Okay, did you come save me to be a hero, or did you come save me for business?" He admits to saving her for business. But I think, I think either way, that could be a ploy on his part. I thought it was a smart move. I think it's well, yeah. any, anybody, guy or girl, especially when you're the older one talking to the younger one. Mm-hmm. Um. The smart thing is to, like, appear to be completely honest. I'm not saying I do this, so <laughs> anybody's watching, ignore this part. Um, <laughs> I am ill. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it's always the smarter move to, Are like... Are you speaking from experience? No, not at all. <laughs> but to fess up and to act like you're being honest mm-hmm. when maybe you're not... I think this now makes Emma trust him more and love him. Like, oh, my God, that must have been really hard for him. But he was honest with me. I love him again now. So then what does she do? She turns around and gets a file out of her drawer that her father had been collecting on JR, correct? Yeah, it's a blackmail. Gives this to John Ross. Mm -hmm. Ryland gets false audio from Judith. He gets the audio that he thinks he's going to get so he can blackmail Judith if he needs to. And it turns out to be over top of that was recorded the message from Judith, letting him know that she knows about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she also tells him about her new alliance with John Ross. Mm-hmm. We go back to Bobby and Sue Ellen. They're looking at the painting of, Ju- of J.R. Talking about how much they miss him. Yes, how much they miss him. And in walks um, John Ross with Judith. Well, he, he walks in first and goes, we have a new railroad commer- commissioner. And Judith, the elevator door is open. She's like standing like this. Like, just amazing. Was that not the most perfect dance you have ever Best seen in an pose. elevator? Judith, Judith I've seen a lot ever. of them, and that was brilliant. Judith Light is a supermodel. At yes. age 65, she's a supermodel. Yes. And then in, uh, there's a quote. Uh, Bobby says to to John Ross, "In your lifetime, your daddy got the never got the best of me, and you're not half the man he was." Mm-hmm. <sighs> we'll see, we'll see. Because one thing I will say about John Ross is he never, ever, ever gives up, just like right. his daddy. Yeah. Um. So we've got Luis and the leader. Well, um. What he said to what what he said to his uncle was even he goes, "You might be right, but I'm worse." Well, yeah, he actually says that he's actually worse than his mm-hmm, father. Yeah. So he's done being compared. These last three seasons, he's, he's yep. been compared to his dad yeah. so many times. Now he's saying, I'm actually worse than he was. Yep. Which, which will be interesting to see how that all plays out if this is, if this gets picked up for season four, right? Mm, um, yep. So now we're in prison. Luis and, uh, um, whatever his name is, Orestes. Yeah. Yes. They are both killed in prison. And then it pans to Trevino in a white suit getting onto a private jet. And then it pans to Elena in a bathroom, throwing up, taking a pregnancy test that comes out positive. Hashtag holy diaphragm. Yes, hashtag holy diaphragm. People have done it. This is scary. (laughs) So really quickly, do we think that this is Trevino's kid? or John Ross's kid. John Ross's. John Ross's. Yeah, John Ross? I'm going to say it's John Ross's. I'm thinking it's John Ross's. This is not the last we've seen of Trevino. No. No, Apparently not. No, but this is what's going to kill him. Well, speaking of killing... So now we've got Elena walking out of the restroom. Christopher's outside. Uh, we see somebody in another car with a cell phone. Christopher gets into his car, and this guy dials a number, and that number sets off an explosion and apparently kills Christopher. Okay? 
This blew my mind. I can't. Oh, I know. I, there's, he didn't get in the car. I can't I know. believe he got in the car. I'm, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, he did get in the car, though. I'm thinking Maybe it was Elena someone took else. took too long in the bathroom. He went to go pee by a tree. That's Something what I like has to, to think happened. happened. Or maybe he sounds maybe crass, it, but maybe that wasn't him. Maybe, I'm going to text yeah. every single person. I know. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to do. I'm going to have lunch with Emma Bell very soon. <laughs> I'm going to sit there and stare into her eyes. The thing is, though, they don't know. These no, characters probably don't yeah, know. No. They don't know if they've been picked up for season four. And I bet you that he doesn't even know if he's alive right now. He probably doesn't. It has to come back. The series cannot end like that. No, I will be so livid. Yeah. Uh, so I will actually write hate mail. And then, then <laughs> we think that's the shocker. We think that's the shocker of the episode. And there's another one on top of it. John Ross gets a call from Bum, and he finds out that he has a sister, and yes. she's been tracked down. So this has to come back. The show has to come back for two season minutes, four. Two, and nobody, and nobody knows Christopher is dead. Nobody knows Christopher. Nobody dead. knows anything. Not one person knows he's dead. And by the way, if John Ross has a sister, mm-hmm. wait a second, was she around? In the first, if you could tweet us, tweet and, us let and let us know. know, because if that's the case, and Sue Ellen doesn't know that, yeah, I thought there was another kid that he was supposed oh, he, to be the father of. Son. I thought he but had it, a son. Yeah, it was a it was son, son, right? Yeah, he was. Okay. But he has a sister now. He, he was the kid from Step by Step. Oh yeah, you're right. The karate. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Sasha something. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Right? He played the older friend, like the nephew or something. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Duffy's. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, I know. That's right. All right. So I, I don't even see a point going into predictions because we don't have any. Yeah. But well, I will say this. I want to share one little uh, tidbit of information I read this afternoon that yesterday in Dallas, uh, it's actually J.R. Ewing Day yesterday in Dallas. It's it actually <gasps> it a was thing. Oh, his birthday. That, yes. Yes. Which was yesterday. He would have been 84, I believe. And they actually dedicated a statue in his hometown, which is about an hour from Dallas, I believe. Um, they dedicated a statue to, to, uh, Larry Hagman yesterday, which I thought was really awesome. Aww. A lot of people turned out and it was a really cool story. You guys can Google it. I think it's on MSN's front page today. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to share cool. that. I, and I saw like a, a, all of the cast were wishing, you know, doing birthday wishes and all of that. And I, I and I, Jesse Metcalf put a picture of the two of them together, as did Josh. I think it's fair to say that yeah. Larry Hagman would be very, very proud of how the show's continued oh, on without him. Oh, what yeah. what a legacy! Did you? But what, uh, real quick, I know we got to go. But when he heard his voice, oh god, it broke uh, my heart! Got, I'm, I I'm getting them right now. Broke I my heard, heart. Yeah, chills. I, I they, uh, once again, Dallas. He's one of those rare characters. I will say the last thing I'll say. J.R. Ewing is one of those rare characters that whether he is actually on the show or not, his legacy is so strong and powerful mm-hmm. that he lives on through the show and will for many, many seasons, hopefully, if it continues to get picked up, which I hope it does. I want to thank all of our viewers and our listeners, you guys, for hanging in there for another season of Dallas. Yes. We are such huge super fans. We're so honored yes. to cover the show. We think it's the best show on TV, and we absolutely love it. And we love you guys for tuning in all the time. We really yes, appreciate you. your support. Uh, one other quick thing is, yeah. I, you know, Josh Henderson has been working on music, and somebody just tweeted us, thank you, Joseph Franco, for reminding me. His, I, I believe it's his song that was playing in the Elevator scene. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I think oh, that I think awesome. that was it. Go I know it. that it was in Go this episode. I think that's I think that's it what it on was. iTunes. Yes, absolutely. So, and also, in the meantime, tweet <laughs> Dallas TNT. Yes. Tweet Dallas, Dallas TNT. <laughs> Continue to tweet us as well. Try to get this uh, picked up for a fourth season so we can all come back and chat mm-hmm. about this next season. Um, until then, you can follow us all on social media and you can follow Dorinda at on Instagram at Dorinda B One and at Twitter at Lula Cherry Films and, and me at Kelly with an I E O seven nine on both. And don't forget to use our Dallas ABTV hashtag. That's right. That's right. You guys can follow me on all social social media at uh, underscore AJ Gibson and check out my website AJGibsonTV.com. Until next time, thank you. Bye, Bye guys.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.